The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello! Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about writing subject lines without resorting to those tired, overdone formulas. You'll finish up with the inspiration, the do's and don'ts, and knowing how to get those darn emails opened. Now, we know that your business is different and therefore applying this can be tricky. So when this podcast episode comes to an end, we don't want you to feel like you're alone trying to figure this out for yourself. Come and hang out in our free Facebook group to share what you're working on and get stuck into the training and the resources as well. You're more than welcome to say, this is what I do. How does this apply to me and how can I use this? Just go to Facebook and search for The Email Marketing Show Community and we'll pop right up. Just go ahead and join if you want to on the way in. It's not required, but if you want to on the way in, give us your email address and you'll receive our fabulous emails as well. Lovely. Once he ate 64 Cadbury's twirls in a week, it's hypnotist Robert Temple. And his first choice in a jukebox is always Chirpa Chirpa Cheep Cheep. It's Mind Reader Kennedy. 64 twirls in a week. There's two sticks in there. That's 128. And people think cocaine's an expensive habit. Hello, email marketing heroes. It's Robin Kennedy again, and we are here every single week giving course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your darn business. I've got the word darn in my head today. You have. You went off book a little bit there, didn't you? You sort of made some, you went jazz on that a little bit and just made some stuff up. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it was all true, true still. We are, still. We are Robin true. Kennedy. It's all accurate, yeah. We are Robin Kennedy uh, this week anyway. Um, this week's episode is sponsored by responsesuite.com. It's our brilliant survey, quiz and application form tool. And we made it actually for us, if we're perfectly honest, because we wanted it. But the only way to do that was to make it available for other people to use as well. And so uh, we created it specifically to help you run surveys and quizzes and application forms that integrate with your existing marketing system systems to make you more sales in every respect. You can take a 14-day totally uh, totally awesome trial just over for $1 at responsesuite.com. There it is. And it is a totally awesome trial because we don't even restrict what's in the product. Like you can literally, you've got full access to everything. And by what, the way- What, you want to log into it? You can't log into it. We've seen very weird restricted ter- trials. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, yeah, if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast to make sure you get an alert every Wednesday when we drop a brand new episode. And actually, because we love your face, do us a favour and take a selfie of you listening to the podcast and then share it on social media. You can put it at Rob and Kennedy. If you haven't done your makeup or your hair this morning, don't panic. Kennedy hasn't either. Just take a screenshot of the uh, podcast on your podcast thing, your phone, um, and share that instead on your Instagram stories, on your Twitter feed. Just tag us at Rob and Kennedy because we'd love to know what you're listening to and we'd love to know what your big takeaways are as well. What was that? Are you okay, hon? I'm okay, hon. (laughs) 
okay? Do you remember that? Are you okay, hon? People used to say okay, that, didn't they? Anyway, uh, we're talking about subject lines today, and because mm. it's it's a thing we get asked about loads, like every single time we do a training, I think we get a question from people saying, "Ah, oh, how do I, uh, how how do how do I come up with a subject line for for these? What's a good subject line?" And here's the big thing, right? Those formulas that you've read. You know, those who else wants to and all that sort of gobbledygook. The problem with all of that stuff is it's bland. It doesn't have any of you in it. And it's really easy to tune out. So the first thing we're going to do is say, write the email first. That's really, really important. There are some times when I've gone, oh, I'm going to write the subject line first. And I almost, almost always will go back and change the subject line after I've written the email. Because I don't know about you, but when I sit and write the email, that thing changes as I'm writing it. As it flies out of my fingers on the keyboard on the screen, the email changes. And then I'll say stuff. I'll use turns of phrase. I'll tell a different story to what I thought I was going to say. I'll say something. And I'll... I'm like, oh, there's the subject line. So write the email first. I think the other reason to write the email first is I think a lot of people don't send emails because they're like, oh, I don't know what the subject line should be. And they look at the subject line going, oh, what should I type in that box? Just because the box, the subject line is at the top of the screen doesn't mean you have to do it first. Sometimes they make it worse because sometimes some email marketing platforms will give you the subject line box on like a totally separate page before you can even get to the email writer. And you've just got to put anything in there just to like, hello, and then, and then move on and get to the next thing. So that's so true. And do you know what? When, when you say people don't, they put off writing the email because they've got to figure that bit out first. That's like forcing you to go into the email writer knowing what the angle of your email is going to be. And you probably don't. I mean, we talk about it in our training, the complete daily email strategy, but we don't know what the email is going to be about. We know what we're going to sell because we know what the goal of our business is. We all know that. We know the thing we're going to offer people and why, but we don't know from what angle we're going to write it. We don't know what the, the point of the email is going to be or any of that stuff till, till our fingers hit the keyboard. And so you can't possibly know what the subject line is going to be because the subject line really wants to summarize and tease and tee up the actual message of the email itself. So first tip, just if you ha if they force you to put something in there, just put something, anything, and then nothing subject line, just put hello, dot, 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 anything. Then click next, go to the next step and write the email and then change the subject line before you hit send. But one thing just to give you a heads up on, and we've talked about something similar in the past before, there is a chance you might accidentally send it before go remembering to go back and do that subject line. So don't write what I did once, which was, hey up, bitch tits. That's generally what I accidentally sent to my list once because I was like, I was just being funny because I was like, I need to fill in that box so I can get to the email. And I forgot to go back and edit it. So make sure it's going to be something that you're okay with accidentally sending. And it might just be, ah, yeah, that's okay. Or quick one, whatever. But don't put, hey, up, bitch tits, because you might accidentally send that. And uh, luckily, my list uh, know my sense of humor. They're like, that was funny. I had to read that. Uh, but that might not work for absolutely every single one of us. So uh, do that. So we've now written the email. That's lovely. We're now going to go back and we're going to write the subject line. There are three places within your email that you can find your own unique subject lines that you can use that will have your personality in. Because remember, if you use a formula, you've immediately bypassed personality. And we've all met people who've had a personality bypass and we don't want to open their emails and we don't want to speak to them. So Rob, do you want to wander us through the three places we can get inspiration for our own subject lines that are actually ours? 
So you want to break your email down into the sum of its parts. So in most of our emails, that follows the story lesson offer framework. So we tell a little story, then we transition that to make it into a lesson, then we transition that into an offer for something. So we might talk about the fact, I might talk about the fact I've just ordered a new mattress, my mattress arrived, and it came in a different shape box to the one I thought it was going to come in. There's a story. Transition that to a lesson, and the lesson could be, sometimes when you look at stuff from the outside and you think you know what's going on inside, you just don't. Like you can't judge a box by its box. You can't judge a book by its cover um that kind of thing and then we transition it to an offer which is email marketing is probably not what you think it is if you'd like to know what it is then come and buy this complete daily email strategy go to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash des that kind of thing so there's my three bits so now what i can choose to do is i could make my subject line from the story i can make it from the lesson i can make it from the offer or occasionally you can like do a bit of a combo and have it combine the various bits so in that in that example there which is roughly that's a rough breakdown of an actual email i genuinely sent so the story bit is i ordered a mattress and i expected because i'd never bought a mattress by myself before i expected it to come in a big mattress shaped box like a giant deck of cards or something and so ordered the mattress and it actually came in a small tube shaped box because they vacuum pack mattresses and have done forever apparently who knew well for a long time who knew so when i expected like two burly men and a big box I actually got one little chap with a box on his shoulder and he came down and put the box down in front of me and said there you go and i said looked i clearly looked confused he went oh it's your mattress and i even clearly looked even more confused because i'm not a hobbit and he said oh we vacuum back them now okay great so now i've got that that little story so i could pull all sorts of things out of that i could say the stranger at my door that's because there's a strange man uh, unexpected delivery because i wasn't i was expecting a big mattress shaped delivery basically i can now write down all of the things about that story specifically that are interesting what's in this box which is actually the subject line i genuinely went with um those kind of things so the first step is really to look at the story and say, well, what, what can I pull out of that that's vaguely interesting? Even if it's got nothing to do with your niche, it's got nothing to do with your audience, it's very unspecific. So just write anything down. Right now, as I'm stood here, I'm playing with my little orange stress ball thing that I got for Christmas. Um, and uh, there's a bit of it ripped off. A bit of it is missing because last week I was swinging it around my head, which is not what stress balls are meant for. And uh, one a bit flew off. So... Again, that's a story that went on. So what can I write about that? Well, it's a little orange ball. Uh, I can write down any... You're literally just going to just brain vomit anything you can think of from that story. The next step is to do exactly the same thing with the, the lesson. So take the little fable, the little lesson you told about that story, and turn that into something else. So that could be you can't judge a book by its cover. Uh, you, you can't you know make decisions about something till you're actually in it. Anything to do with those kind of things, which is obviously what I have been doing with, uh, with that, that angle. And then you can take it from the offer as well. Now, caveat, this one's harder to do, especially if you mostly sell the same thing or the same kind of things most of the time. So most of our emails are either promoting the complete daily email strategy or the league. And if I was to try and rely on the offer, where the offer is almost always the same, do you want to buy this or do you want to join this, to, to make my subject lines, that's harder to do because... Well, it's the same every time. Like there's there's new stuff happening in those products and in those programs, but still it's harder to pull the subject line out of that. So that's easier to do when you've got something new that people haven't seen before. And the perfect place to do that is if you've got an automation. So one of our automations that we have, one of our, our regular campaigns that goes out to every new subscriber is called the Overture Campaign. And the point of the Overture Campaign, if you don't know it already, is to introduce that product. So if everyone's going to see that email campaign, of course you can. That's a really good place to pull out something that's from the product uh, or from the from the offer. So you might, for for example, for us, we might have a subject line that involved 
involves the words the league because that's the only time they're going to see it and everyone's going to see that. Where, whereas for our day-to-day -day emails, our snowball emails we call them, that go out every single day, we're probably not going to put the words the league in the subject line because it's kind of going to be a little, it's not going to stand out. It's, it's for all the same reasons that Rob just mentioned. Three more reasons you should join the league. So most of the time, you're going to grab your subject lines from the story or the lesson. And if you don't quite follow our daily email strategy, and you should, but if you don't quite, then still break the email down into its different bits and say, well, that's kind of, that falls into this category and that falls into that category. And then pull ideas to that. Now, the next thing we would really say is that you want to focus on the curiosity element here. So when I talked about the subject line that won before from that mattress story, which was uh, what's in this box, what box? Like there's, that raises so many questions. What box? What is in the box? Why do you care what's in the box? Why do I care what's in the box? There are loads of questions that go on in our subconscious mind when we read a subject line that. What's in this box as opposed to that box? Like, people want to know what's going on and they want to get inside. So, people, is there a photograph of the box going to be in this email? What's the box he's talking about? Is it a box that's coming to me? Is it a box that, Like, people just have so many questions. And so, even if they're not consciously thinking them all through, our subconscious mind is whizzing away in the background asking all of those questions. And we need to get an answer. So, what you looking for here is how can we get them to like rush where they need like they just need to open that email and find out what it is that you're talking about the next thing that we see a lot of people do and wrong i would say when we sort of critiquing people's stuff is they actually will give the answer to the question in the subject line itself so a typical example you might have seen before because again most people do this poorly so it's not always good to model what the people are doing unless it's really working but that is things like um how how instagram is my number one traffic method right i've got no reason to open that email because i now know that your best traffic method is instagram whereas if if the subject line was my 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 number one traffic method it's still not great and the reason my number one traffic method is not a great subject line is because that person may already know what they think your number one traffic method is or they may have their own number one traffic method so neither of those things are really going to work we want to have it so there is a question that is unanswered in that subject line that makes them absolutely need to open that sub open that email up here's a little sense check for you now it's a little bit over the top as you might imagine from us but think about it this way when you're writing your subject line imagine the person who's receiving your email and then remember that's a really good mindset to get into is the idea that one person is receiving your email so you're writing it to one single person because when emails are received they're received on a one-to-one -one basis and when that person receives it they're on a date they're on a date with somebody really hot like rob or somebody really hot right so they're on a date and their phone is face up on the table because they're that person on a date, right? And your email, just the subject line, flashes up on their screen to say they've received a brand new email. And all they've got is the preview of your subject line. Is your subject line good enough that the person will tell the, the handsome or beautiful person opposite them to say, hang on, I've really got to read this. And if it is, you've got a pretty good subject line. So give it the date test. Do Use the date sense checking and see how that helps you out with figuring out whether it's good enough yet. Now, one of the things you might be worried about is this idea of a subject line being too clickbaity. And effectively, what I'm talking about here is in a way that makes it misleading. In other words, 
like, are people going to be annoyed when they open this email? So to give you an example of something that is, in my opinion, in our opinion, too clickbaity, I've seen people who send out emails and their subject lines are things like um, your PayPal notification. And then you click on the email and it says, wouldn't you love to wake up every day with PayPal notifications telling you how many sales you've made? Or, you know, refund request is probably a little bit on the edge. You probably get away with it, but it's a little bit on the edge. Basically, anything that's trying to masquerade, not in a not in a sort of like scammy, I'm trying to take your credit card details, you know, reply and I'll send you 15 bajillion dollars or anything. But like something that is almost on the edge of being scammy, it's trying to, just until they open the email, it's trying to trick them into thinking it's from PayPal or about PayPal, something like that. You want to avoid that stuff. But but other than that, as long as you don't go that far, clickbaity subject lines are important and they do work because you're able to get people to open the email thinking that there's... It's not about misleading them, though. That's that's the important thing. So, for example, I sent out an email a few years ago that had the subject line, can we speak? And the whole point of the of the of the email was, uh, look, I've opened up some slots in my diary to have some short calls with subscribers about this project. If you'd like to book one, here's the details. So that was the point. And the subject line was, can we speak? Now, I sent out that email and our friend Alex was on that email list and he just picked up the phone, just saw the subject line, picked up the phone, called me. So I said, hello. And he said, hi, mate, what do you want? And I said, what do you mean, what do I want? He said, well, you, you said, can we speak? And I, he hadn't even got as far as opening the email because he had my number. He was like, I'll just give him a quick call and see what see what's going on. And so that, for me, told me that subject line's powerful, that subject line's going to work because somebody like instantly just knee-jerk responded to it as a personal thing. Now, obviously, your subscribers don't have your number. They're not going to pick up the phone and just call you, but they're going to open it and say, I don't know, maybe let's, let's find out what's going on. So what you're really looking for here is to find those subject lines that make people need to open the email and what you're looking for to see whether it's too clickbaity is how does your click rate perform? So if we send out an email and we found that actually it gets a really high open rate, seemingly, or as, you know, as inaccurate as open rates are, you can still see whether it's higher or lower than your average. If you see an open rate really high, but then almost nobody clicks on it, you could argue that subject line was probably too clickbaity because people opened it excited and then went, oh, it's just that and then left. Whereas if you've got a really high click-through rate, that means they opened it in excitement when oh, read it and still wanted to engage. They want, still wanted to further engage. And this is a really good reason that when you do a split test on subject lines, like a lot of email marketing platforms will allow you to split test your subject lines and just send you know half some of your email subscribers one subject line, some of your email subscribers a different subject line. We base that split test on which one wins of the subject line, not based on open rates because that is only going to tell you how clickbaity your your subject line is but we base it on clicks and that overcomes that whole thing. If the subject line that gets the most clicks is the one you choose as your winner, that tells you which is the most congruent and has the ability to open up your emails. So make sure it's not too clickbaity. Of course, all of this is well and good, but actually the answer we always give to people about writing really good subject lines that get good open rates is... Subject lines are only part of the puzzle because actually the thing that's more important, we could write way poorer subject lines than we do and still get better open rates than the majority of people for one simple reason. And that is we obsess over having a deep 
trusting relationship with every one of our subscribers. If you are on our email list, you will know we go to great lengths to have a really deep trusting relationship with our subscribers. And the reason for that is it doesn't matter if we're having a good day at writing really good subject lines or a day where we're actually just a little bit busy and we haven't really got much creative creative spirit about us and we'll just blast something out. Because your reputation and your relationship in the minds of your subscribers trumps your ability to write really good subject lines. Because all they're going to see, remember, we read left to right in our culture at least. And that means they see your, your name before, the, or the, the sender name, before they see the subject line. And that means if it doesn't matter how good the subject line is, if it's off that dirty rotten scammer whose email list you can't get off, you've been trying to get off their list since 1998... It doesn't matter how good their subject line is, unless it's, I'm on my way to prison or something, in which case you might, you know, I mean, clickbait, you know, they better be on their way to prison when you read it. But if, yeah, in which case, why the email on their list? Oh, sorry, officer, can you just uncuff me? I've got to just whack open my, uh, my email marketing to tell people I'm on my way. Anyway, but they're going to read your name first. So that's the thing that's really going to drive whether people open your emails or not. We know there are people who you are subscribed to who it doesn't matter what they send, you look forward to receiving their emails and you open their emails. You open it and you open it because you know it's going to be good stuff inside whatever the subject line happens to be. Now, we, if you want to talk about how this applies to you and how you can use this in your business and run some ideas for us, then you can absolutely make sure you come and join our free Facebook group. Just head over to Facebook and search for The Email Marketing Show Community and you'll be very welcome to just come and join us in there. I love it. Let's go to this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. So this one is a really good example, actually, and I've already referenced it in this episode. Uh, and that is, I ripped my balls. Now, this has a couple of things. First of all, it's instantly quite clickbaity. Uh, even though Kennedy knows that subject line happened and he knows that that's the one we're going to talk about, he still couldn't help but have a little giggle, like the little uh, ripped your ears balls. Um, and so basically the story was, I got a little, I got some stress balls for Christmas just to I think I, w I got bought them because I, if I do, if I don't have something to fiddle with, like a deck of cards and decks, decks of cards are noisy, stress balls, not very noisy. So I can fiddle with it and, and that stuff. And I was swinging it around my head and I accidentally ripped it because that's not what they're meant to do. So I just thought it was amusing and it was funny and people want to know, oh my God, is this something that's put him in hospital? People want to know what I'm talking about. And I have a childish sense of humor and our subscribers know that and they can get away and we can get away with it. Obviously don't do anything childish. If your list aren't going to be okay with that, you need to like rein that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so so I ripped my balls. Is this week's this week's subject line of the week? Subject line of the week. If you've enjoyed this week's show, we'd really genuinely appreciate a little bit of love, a little bit of sharing. So if you could help us spread the word about the email marketing show and share these insights about how people can do much better email marketing without having to be intimidated by it, because it can be intimidating until you know, right? Then do us a favor, share this on your social media, let people know that you've been listening to the show, take a screenshot of it or however you feel best, we'd really appreciate that. And if you haven't already, make sure you do hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on a single episode. It'll just pop up as if it's real magic on your podcast player. That's it for this week. We're back next week with another great guest. Looking forward to it. Bye. Bye.